anything that's say made out of pu that is uh, made out of plastic and chemicals is very damaging to the environment but again they're marketed to the general public as being vegan leather uh you know that's also kind of questionable because fine yes you're saying it doesn't come from an animal but at the same time doesn't mean that it's more environmentally friendly right welcome to mindful businesses presented by sarani and i'm your host vidya ayer in our podcast we bring to you brands which are mindful in their practices and processes a mindful business adopts and employs sustainable social economic and environmental practices Today we have with us Shruti Ashok, founder of Inai, Buy with Love. She joins us from Chennai, India. Welcome, Shruti. Thank you so much. So your dad is in the leather business. What does he do? Um, so about I'd say twenty-five, thirty years ago, uh, my dad. I mean, he accidentally got into the leather industry. He does exports, so we manufacture affordable luxury leather brands uh, based in Europe. So mainly France and the UK. Uh, so majority of the leather factories that you find in India. focus on the lower end part of the industry your uh, cheaper quality made uh, lower price products whereas we uh, make the higher end products so the quality the ethical part of it our factory passes through a lot of audits and regulations and a lot of things before you know the factory can even qualify to manufacture for certain brands in europe but you know uh, affordable luxury brand so he's been doing this for 25 30 years he has gained a lot of knowledge a lot of experience which i you know learn from him which i've put across into my brand um so yeah so that's what he's been involved in for the past couple of years where does leather generally come from not specifically to your father's factory is it considered a byproduct of the meat industry or is it our animals killed for the purpose of making leather goods the leather i mean generally that it depends again from the kind of leather that you're talking about when you're talking about say cow leather it's mainly a byproduct of the meat industry because the beef industry itself is a very very massive industry worldwide so leather can come from various parts i mean leather is made in india from italy from brazil i mean that because of the beef industry produce a lot of leather Again if you talk specific to exotic leather uh, it could be you know like your uh, in your Hermes bags uh, crocodile leather or ostrich leather or certain other exotic leathers as they call them those are specifically for the fashion industry those animals aren't a byproduct of anything they're raised for a specific purpose being the fashion industry so again in India I'm not sure if you're aware exotic leathers are banned and again we only deal with uh, leathers that are a byproduct of the meat industry why does leather get such a bad rap i often have this question you know i kind of even question myself at times about leather but again you know leather as an industry if you take it for example even if you take polyester or any material uh, that is considered not environmentally friendly there are a lot of factors that go into it right so leather in itself if you look at leather yes okay uh, you know it it's it's an animal skin but at the same time you have to look at all the other factors involved in it that same leather can you know is a natural product it lasts for years and years if you have a good leather bag and you take really really good care of it you know it lasts you for many years in comparison to say uh, as they call it a uh, faux leather or pu which is just purely chemicals damages the environment and it barely lasts for a couple of months right 
So you have to look in terms of the usage, the long-lasting, you know, factor of it. And again, how the leather has been tanned. So you have various things. Your leather can be vegetable tanned. Now, if it's vegetable tanned, it's again uh, more ethical or environmentally friendly than, say, a chrome tanned leather. Uh, where is this particular leather tanned? Is it in a tanning leather factory where they follow certain guidelines of the affluence or how the water is managed or how their chemicals or dyes are managed? Because certain leather tanning factories probably don't pass certain you know, environmental guidelines that they should and certain do. So again, it's their decision to decide, okay, what kind of a tannery do they want to work with? Do they want to be, you know, follow certain guidelines so it can be as environmentally friendly as possible? Again, you have leathers that are not chrome dyed that are, you know, so again, there are a lot of factors. The average consumer, again, you have certain things that anything that's say made out of PU that is uh, made out of plastic and chemicals is very damaging to the environment. But again, they're marketed to the general public as being vegan leather. Uh, you know, that's also kind of questionable because fine, yes, you're saying it doesn't come from an animal, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that it's more environmentally friendly, right? Right. Because you probably end up buying that same, you know, PU bag, like say three or four of them, in the, you know, matter of, say, four months because they don't last. Whereas you buy one good leather bag that lasts you for years and years. Yeah. So you need to look into that part of also the sustainability of it. Right. So I think there's a lot of misconception when it comes to leather. And yes, I mean, I love animals. I use leather. I care for animals. Uh, I have dogs at home. So, I mean, it's, I don't know, there's a lot of, you know, misconception. And again, certain brands you know, try to use certain terms as vegan leather and market it in a better sense and try to, you know, give a bad rap to leather. So, I mean, it's up to each person. Certain people don't use, you know, leather for religious purposes, right? True. So at Inai, what we do differently from other brands is we use upcycled leather. So we choose to only work with discarded excess stock leather the waste leather that uh, you know find at factories from their pattern cutting stage. So in a way, we're trying to be do us you know best at being as sustainable as we can by using what's already getting wasted and existing in the market rather than spending new resources and energy to produce new leather. So what you're trying to say is that most people, when they think about leather being bad, they don't think about in a in a more wider point of view about how damaging the alternatives are. It's very unidimensional. Leather, in fact, is biodegradable as against PU. Isn't that true? Yes, yes, that's completely right. Yes. You mentioned that your leather is upcycled. How is it upcycled? So since we have access to uh, export leather factory, as you know, within the fashion industry, be it the garment industry, the bag industry, there's a lot of wastage of material in the manufacturing stage itself. So during the pattern cutting stage, you have to follow certain patterns for anything, be it a t-shirt, be it a bag, be it a wallet, etc. So in that stage itself, there's a lot of good quality material that gets wasted and generally uh, it's not used. It's either discarded or maybe sold to, you know, torn into bits and made into something else. So what we do is we take that good quality excess waste, you know, going to be discarded anyway. And we also use, there's a lot of stock leather. So factories produce various brands across the world. You know, a certain brand will change that particular style or they'll say we've had, you know, we're done with this color for this season. And then there just ends up being a lot of excess leather that doesn't get used. 
So we have access to all that stock leather, the discarded waste, the excess bits. So we take even the smallest little bits and make, you know, credit card cases out of them or keychains out of them. In that way, we upcycle the leather so we don't, you know, go and produce more leather and we're already making use of the waste in a way. So uh, even we try to you know, achieve zero waste. So even from our products, so when we make, say, a bigger bag and we have waste during our pattern cutting, we make smaller pieces. So we try to cut down waste in our process itself. So you also use recycled leather too, right? So where is that from? No, no, no. It's mainly, it's just upcycled leather. We don't uh, use recycled leather. So what's your educational background? So um, I went to design school uh, in India. So I studied, the course was uh, called communication design. So, you know, it was a bit of graphic design, uh, illustration, branding, filmmaking, animation, a bit of everything. And uh, then I worked in uh, Mumbai uh, in a design agency, you know, working on branding projects and advertising campaigns and so on for about three years. I just started you know, hearing more about sustainability in the fashion industry. I came across the fashion revolution movement. It just kind of hit me. And, you know, I started to look into the kind of, uh, you know, brands that I buy clothes from. And, I, you know, I started to question, okay, who's making my clothes? I mean, where is it coming from? How ethical is it? How is it possible that clothes are so cheap? And, you know, I started reading up about it and I decided, okay, I'm not going to, you know, buy clothes from fast fashion brands anymore. Either going to, you know, cut down on my shopping. So I kind of banned myself from shopping uh, for about a year. Uh, I started stitching my clothes from local tailors and I kind of just did a small project where, you know, I kind of showcased the clothes that I picked up, you know, uh, local fabrics from small fabric shops in Mumbai. You know, I did a small project where I showcased one or two of the tailors who stitched my clothes because I think it's very important to know that, you know, there's a lot of hard work and, you know, talented people who sit and make these clothes, right? It's not, you know, just getting churned, you know, by a machine. And these are things that I think... As a consumers, we've become, you know, fashion's become such a discarded thing. You're just buying things left, right, center. There's the value for a garment is kind of lost. I kind of looked into that and then, you know, the thought of, okay, maybe is there something that I can do, make a change in the fashion space. And of course, I thought, okay, maybe I can do something with clothing. Again, I'm not trained as a fashion designer. And of course, I I moved back to Chennai and, uh, you know, I was visiting uh, the factory and I saw so much leather being wasted, good quality leather from Italy and from India, high premium leather. And I was like, okay, something needs to be done. I have a small team and we operate uh, in the same studio space as a factory and our artisans you know, I have been there with us for so many years and they're so skilled, so talented. You know, we make bags. Uh, my dad, export side of the business, makes bags for big brands such that are sold at premium prices. So I said, you know, that same quality I can offer to the Indian consumer, right? But at a fraction of the cost. And it's coming, it's made in India. It's made for Indians. So you know who's making it. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how it developed. So has it ever happened that you had to go out and tan some more leather or all the components are used from upcycled leather? I think uh, I have a bit of an advantage because I have access to so much leather. And I think if you go to any leather factories, there's going to be tons of leather to use. So 
uh, there's never been a need to go and uh, get new leathers. So what we do is we work with so many different kinds of leathers and different colors and textures and types of leather. So it's also, I guess, you keep seeing us changing a lot of or adding additional colors. And we only, since we have access to such small stocks of certain types of leathers, we can't really replenish that same leather. So we just, you know, move on to a different color or a different texture. So I guess it's also a nice, you know, change for the customer. Um, we try to limit the styles, of course, we keep uh, to very uh, selective styles, but we add on a lot of color choices within those styles. And at the same time, uh, we do get requests from customers where they see a particular product and they're like, okay, uh, do you have this in a green or do you have this in a red? Then we customize according to the customer's requirements as well. So yeah, we've never had to go and because uh, it goes against the whole brand since we're using upcycled leather. So we wouldn't want to go out and, you know, produce new leather. Exactly, yeah. So in some ways, there is uh, this like an exclusive line, right? Every time you have to switch because based on what is available. So from the consumer's point of view, he or she gets a limited edition of whatever is available to you at that point in time. Uh, yes, exactly. It, it kind of works in uh, that sort of a sense. Uh, and again, I mean, we do, there, there are issues, you know, where there's a particular color maybe that was, you know, like that a lot of people liked and we sold out and we get a lot of requests. Okay, when is this coming back in stock? But uh, I mean, we can't really, I mean, if we do come across that leather again, great. But, you know, we just have to keep adding on new colors and the process is different from when, you know, you custom order a particular leather and you have immense stock. Uh, so here there's a lot of, uh, the process is a little different in terms of designing because, uh, again, I'm not traditionally trained as a accessory designer or a fashion designer. So I kind of assess what leather is available and then decide, okay, this leather could work for this product better or maybe this leather might look nice in a different kind of a style. So I also look into how this material can translate you know better as a bag or an accessory and again yes we have limited editions but we don't work so I've chosen not to go by certain you know doing a collection per se so the same styles that we've had when we launched two years back are still the same styles that we have now you know I don't want to stick to this whole concept of okay it's a seasonal each product is made to last or kind of be a classic timeless uh, piece that can be used today, tomorrow, after a few years, whenever. So we try to add very few styles. Uh, now that we don't have a particular collection or a seasonal collection, we just add on, you know, now and then, or there might be a custom bag request that our customers are placed and it's turned out well that we may add it to the collection. Your brand promotes choose well, buy less. And how will the consumers achieve that? Is, is it by what all you have said till now, your bags made out of good quality leather, last longer, the style is classic, and it, you don't have uh, the color of the season, like this year's uh, color is, Pantone color is, what was it, the royal blue or the classic blue? Yes, yes. So <laughs> you don't care about that, it's yes. just that what's there and you get it and, and, you know. So we try to stay away from trends. We're not for following any trends, you know, purposefully, intentionally kept all the products very minimal and classic. They're very functional pieces, even from the smallest, like, you know, like a keychain or a credit card case, tote bag, everything's quite functional and classic because, you know, you want to be able to carry your bag 
with any kind of outfit because you're changing your outfit every day. But you'd like to maybe use the same bag, say, for work every day or say if it's a party, you'd like to repeat that bag. Trends are something that come and go. And, you know, some trends, again, they're trends, right? They're, they're not long lasting. So the whole point is to create something that's a minimal classic bag that, you know, say even uh, 10 years down the line, say you, you know, you want to take out your bag, you can still use it because it's minimal, it's classic, it's versatile. And uh, again, you know, we choose colors, say for the smaller pieces, we go with, you know, slightly more fun, bright colors. And the bags are kept intentionally more neutral, like tans and beige and blacks. At the end of the day, those are the kind of bags that we go because you want them to kind of just blend in with outfit. You don't necessarily need uh, a bag to always stand out. Yeah, so, you know, uh, that's something that we follow. You know, we use social media to kind of influence and encourage our customers. Uh, so our motto is buy with love. It begins even with our brand name, which is Inai, uh, which is taken from a Tamil word uh, uh, called Inaipu, which means connection. So we try to encourage our customers to take their time to invest in, you know, good pieces that are long lasting that they really, really want and they're going to use for years to come and not make impulse purchases. You know, small things that we say through our social media, through our website. Uh, we also ask our customers, you know, to question also their fashion purchases from, you know, various brands as to who's made their bag. So we have a little note with every product that we send out. Uh, we always uh, let the customer know who are the artisans behind each product. Uh, and we also share in, in, you know, intimate details about each artisan who's made the products on our team, you know, who, uh, where he or she is from and, you know, uh, how long they've been with us and a little bit about their likes. So there's more of a connection and there's more of a, you know, a value behind the product that you've uh, purchased and we've noticed also a lot of uh, you know customers appreciate that and that's a lot of and those are things that attract them to our brand also so there is a knife between the customer and the craftsman yes that's correct that's what we aim for talk about the craftsmanship the leather industry in even now is fairly labor intensive so are your craftsmen traditional indian artisans or are they do you train them or did they work with your dad and then move on to working with you? All the artisans I work with have been working. They initially, of course, worked with uh, my dad in our export uh, unit of the factory. But they've, I mean, they've came with minimal experience and they've learned throughout the years. I think they've been with us for probably most of them since, you know, since the first few years that uh, the export factory was started by my dad. So they've gained a lot of experience and there's a lot of, I mean, and each person has certain things that they contribute. I, since me not being from a traditional, you know, a fashion background, I have to, you know, give a lot of credit to my master craftsman because he's taught me a lot. He he has all those experiences throughout the year so i learn a lot from him and i mean i have i have to be honest without him i don't know how much would have happened so he helps me with a lot of you know questions or doubts i might have in terms of construction of a product and the manufacturing of it and again everything is done in house in our studio we don't outsource a single thing the leather and the trims that we you know uh, get from tanneries since we don't have a tannery of our own uh, but everything else from the cutting stage to the stitching stage to the edge coloring to the quality checks everything is done in-house so you know you can kind of trust and you know where your product is coming from and who the people are behind the product 
So where do you sell your products? Is are they primarily only in India or? So currently, yes, we're focused mainly on India. We sell on our website uh, inistory dot com. We do have plans to sell internationally. We do get a few customers who do contact us for international orders, which we take. Uh, we haven't uh, officially started international delivery yet on our website. But again, if we do get an international or uh, you know an order f- uh, outside of India, we do take. Uh, we also sell on a few other sites uh, in India, and we sell in few boutiques in uh, Chennai and Bangalore. Uh, but yeah, the plan is to start expanding outside India. Thank you, Shruti, for coming on Mindful Businesses and sharing how waste can be made into something so beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. It was really lovely talking to you. If you're a creator of a mindful brand or would like to recommend a mindful brand to be featured on our show, send us a message on our Facebook or Instagram page. We recorded this podcast at Radio Vani Studio in Mumbai, India. Tatum Gale composed the music for this podcast. This is Vidya Iyer for Mindful Businesses.